never expected it to even be on a DVD, let alone like festivals or anything, let alone like people getting tattoos of it, you know, <laughs> and dressing up like the characters. So there was so much I think I would have done differently if I had have known that. But at the same time, like I maybe I would have overthought it and maybe that's like why it had like a bit of um, that heart because I, you know, you know, we weren't trying to make something that was like pretentious or like anything that it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> Today on the show, we are joined with Jason Lee Howden, the director of Deathgasm. And exciting news, Deathgasm 2 is in the pre-production stage for Deathgasm 2 Gormageddon. And in this interview, we get a behind-the-scenes look of the original film and also all of the details going into its long-awaited sequel that the fans have been asking for. And speaking of fans... Right now, they have launched a Kickstarter to help fund this film and make it even extra epic. And looking at the incentives, if you are a major fan of the first film, you want to check this out. It goes from getting special edition DVDs all the way to actually being in the film, getting killed, having your name graffitied, logos, and so many fun packages that can get you pretty much into this movie, which is sick wherever you're listening to this episode whether it be youtube spotify apple music google play or our website thecreativeimbalance.com we will have the link to that kickstarter page if you're interested but until then i hope you enjoy this amazing talk they're so relaxed yeah like the, it's like a different world like the film industry is just so high stress and and just go 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 and like when it, yeah because I, I i have a few musician you know professional musician friends and they're just like so chill it's like oh my god i you know that <laughs> yeah almost like just like in the film world like you're conditioned that time is money and every second you're paying like maybe a crew of like 50 people and everything it's a it's a lot of like moving parts and like yeah you got to make the most of it too like yeah I, it's it's kind of great like i kind of love it i love the um the you know it really suits some personality types like it's it's um you know high pressure lots of long hours but just always like interacting always doing something which is which is really really cool um but yeah i've been doing it so long i don't know what i'd do if i was um like doing it doing a real job <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely and i gotta say i love the hat it's very on brand it's i'm trying to guess. okay okay oh, i should got you to guess yeah 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 <laughs> um i don't know if you ever seen the logo for wolves in the throne room but it's my oh, favorite yeah. shirt to wear because even though i'm a fan i don't know where the w starts like i'm no it's just I a was, mess uh... I was looking at their logo yesterday because um, they've got a new EP out and um and I was like looking at it and and yeah they're, I mean they're amazing but it's like you can sort of see you can see the T there you can you can make out the two mold of you squint like you know those <laughs> yeah. magic eye pictures but with the walls in the throne room I'm just like that's just it's just tree roots and it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's amazing and yeah uh, speaking of awesome in metal um you guys are starting the pre-production for deathgasm 2 and i want to say i revisited uh knowing that i was going to talk to you like i watched the movie a, a handful of years ago but i revisited it yesterday and oh my god what a fun film and just a love letter to not only metal but horror and comedy and all things at once and uh yeah this is like an exciting time to hear that you guys are are uh about to make another one 
hopefully was sort of pre-pre-production because we're doing the um you know the kickstarter we, we had a few false starts where we were like going through the usual routes of funding and and getting you know um in, in the new zealand film commission here which is like a funding body which we're lucky to have but um Mm-hmm. you know they're not really into horror like they they sort of a bit embarrassed about like um you know weird shit they, they they they're more into their like sort of um you know arts festival stuff which is cool but like um you know so yeah i mean i, I you know i i love doing it this way it's it's engaging with fans it's it's kind of like a little bit terrifying because you're sort of going out there you're putting all your cards on the table and saying like you know guys like get behind it but at the same time it's it's sort of like democratic as well it's it's you know um bypassing you know because whenever you're dealing with finances there's always some weird like oh you know you can't you know do this joke or you can't like have this kill or um you always get stuff like that or we need you know we need you to cast my my niece in this role there's always some like you know some some strings attached so mm-hmm. you know if we can pull this off i think we'll make the film how fans want it you know without compromising without you know there's, there's one scene in particular that every every time someone reads it they're like you know you can't shoot this this is crazy and we're like you know we you know, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but um it's basically like yeah it's it's uh a lot of the a lot of the sequel is you know it's years afterwards so there's some stuff like i guess i compare it to like gremlins versus gremlins 2 where joe dante mm. is like all right i'll do i'll do gremlins 2 but i'm going to be like ultra meta and just like make fun of everything in in gremlins and just like just totally go you know just go insane with it and i i've always loved that approach you know like you know poke fun at your own you know your own film um and and, and so there is like a lot of stuff where like yeah we, we we do sort of take the piss out of the first film and and yeah um but you know not not to over intellectualize it it's it's a like a bad taste gross out horror metal splatter film at the end of the day yeah yeah and that's exciting to kind of hear that extra layer on it too because obviously the the film leaves with a bit of a cliffhanger but just um to know that your imagination is so much better or or like bigger, like uh, bigger concepts, almost like uh, to almost make fun of it and have a scene where people are like, uh, how are we going to do that uh, type of vibe uh, that makes it extra exciting? Exactly. And I mean, I think looking back on it, if I knew so many people were actually going to watch the film, I would have done so much. Like I wrote the first script in like a weekend, like when I was wow. drunk, like I... No way. But, but I, I mean, I because I... I never thought of it as like this is going to be a real thing it was just it, I, I was burnt out on vfx i was working on the third hobbit movie and just you know this opportunity came up it's like a competition like make my horror movie competition and you get two hundred thousand dollars to make a movie and i was like dude i mean I, I was making short films and music videos it's like i'll have a bit of that um yeah. but i never i guess it was always just like this is just for fun it's not like something that it's something that me and my friends might like watch in a garage someday it's not you know any i never expected it to even be on a dvd let alone like festivals or anything let alone like people getting tattoos of it you know (laughs) and dressing up like the characters so there was so much i think i would have done differently if i had have known that but at the same time like i maybe i would have overthought it and maybe that's like why it had like a bit of um uh i had it like that heart because i you know you know we weren't trying to make something that was like pretentious or like anything that it wasn't meant to be um yeah it's very uh 
it's very coinciding with uh with like a lot of metal bands i think too where i find like a lot of people are making like extreme metal like knowing it's like a passion project this is not going to be on the radio but every once in a while like one of these bands pop off and next thing you know they're at walking festival playing in front of like a hundred thousand people and i feel like that's kind of might have been like comparable like hearing your uh i don't know like just how laid back you went into making this as like something fun to do because you like metal because you like horror and comedy and obviously it's like just resonated with other people who many 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 other people who enjoy that shit as well yeah i mean it's a great time for extreme you know i i grew up the first middle bands i listened to were like you know cannibal corpse obituary deicide and mm-hmm. and now just seeing you know the resurgence of like death metal and black metal and and just seeing like people doing really cool stuff with it outside of like you know and i think that's true to like the internet is is really made it like if you're into stoner metal or if you're into any sort of like genre of metal there's a community now whereas like mm-hmm. before it was everyone just listened to like pantera or everyone just listened to slayer it was very like um you know you know new metal and now it's just like everything there's something for everyone and it's um yeah it's it's amazing um and and people doing like really weird stuff like you know black metal mixed with like you know uh roots or mixed with like you know um you know asian influenced music like uh, Matt Matt Heafy was doing a bizarre project that's it's um yeah it's just like so so you know such a great time for people just to like experiment have fun I mean it's it's I think it's harder to make money now I I'm, I'm guessing like there isn't that thing where you know people were you know Ozzy Osbourne was like a millionaire by the time he was 18 with Black Sabbath you know I'm not sure if that's yeah. happening as much even um it's interesting uh just uh my last episode that I posted was actually with Cannibal Corpse and oh then- dude really and yeah, and then revisiting the movie yesterday, just seeing the posters on the wall and stuff, I'm like, this is an accidental sequel to that interview I did. <laughs> but, oh, uh, dude. I yeah, mean, uh... I, yeah, I was oh, going to yeah. say, I heard they really enjoyed the film too, and you got like some feedback from it. Yeah, I, I chat to George um, uh, quite a bit. Like, um, he, he's just uh, s- such an amazing guy. It's like, I, I love uh, seeing his social media because he's just like, you know he, he just like sings this extreme dark shit and then he goes hangs out with his kids and like he's like really into christmas he's like decorating yeah. his christmas tree and like he's probably decorating it right now he's just like <laughs> it's just you know it's it's I, I i sort of think like it's the people that can wear their that dark side on their sleeves and you know out in the open uh, uh, sometimes the most normal wholesome people out there and then you know it's the, it's the people like alan or jimmy kimmel that like you have to worry about um, Dude, yeah but yeah he's great i mean they they're such a massive they were like we used to listen to like you know tomb of the mutilated and butchered at birth when we were like 13 and just would read the lyrics and just freak out like what the hell um and i i remember like i had a butchered at birth like um uh poster when i was at uh, boarding school and like it, the farm boys and jocks like ripped it up and just they were so offended by it and, and i just i loved how it had that reaction like people were just like you know this is so we don't understand this and it, it just made me feel like you know this is i'm a part of something that is outside of like the, the normal world and i i just um yeah so there's like lots of like cannibal courts references in the film like the hammer smashed face and um uh yeah like and just little nods all over the place zach was meant to be wearing like um 
I think like oh, um, uh, for, for most of the film he's wearing a death shirt he was meant to be wearing like I think a butchered at birth shirt but um we couldn't get doubles for like the blood because you need doubles when you're doing filming so like there's um they have to be like washed um and, and reset with the blood and everything um but yeah I mean yeah so it's just a mass, it's massive being able to like chat to people like that and like um you know I was in a band in the 90s I'm like a, a failed rock star so it makes me feel like a little bit cool like chatting to like people from the middle world oh hell yeah like making a movie like this too that is just unapologetically metal it like makes you just part of that community too and I'm sure like even all those guys like you mentioned like uh like Corpse Grinder like watching it enjoying it giving you feedback um another thing I appreciated about the first film is uh hearing like the soundtrack and a lot of like maybe bands other people don't know or like just quality stuff that's a little under the radar and yeah one uh was uh the multiple times i love that you put skull fist in because they're my local band in toronto oh, really? yeah yeah and they're just oh amazing and I know, criminally right? underrated and i know they they should be huge i mean i i i i think it was just amazing that we got them on on the soundtrack because it needed some of that like it needed some of that like that pure you know heavy metal sound yeah, you know feel. yeah and, and there's just something about i think like at, at the time i was like going out i was like um uh trying to hustle like songs from like iron maiden and metallica and in hindsight it's like if we had have had that soundtrack it just wouldn't have been as good it was i think it was better having like indie bands on it like it, it, it just like and i think we're going to do the same with the the, the the second soundtrack as well like it's you know it gives i think there was a netflix like middle movie recently um and you know the soundtrack's like you know what you expect like you know pantera metallica sabbath you know ticks all the boxes but at the same time it's like it's just you know it, it's I think there's just so many like metal fans that when they're like, well, my local band's on there, you know, or, like there's a there's a um, gore grain song on there. They just like it, it makes it it makes it feel like it's not as phony, you know. It's like they, these guys actually, you know, curated it. And they the, the great thing on the first film is like I chose the entire soundtrack. Like no one said don't put the song on, um, and which was completely different to my second movie, Guns Akimbo, where I yeah had like almost no say in the music because yeah. <laughs> um, there was more money involved yeah that's that's super cool and uh even um one thing even though like i i was familiar with skull fist i also enjoyed like hearing a song and being like this is cool i don't know who this is and actually waiting for the credits to roll and just feel like oh yeah i think and just seeing like a bunch of new bands and you even had like all the logos at the end too i thought that was so cool to almost like give back to like uh the community and like working yeah bands. yeah i mean it's you know it was so low budget it, it was it was really like just me basically like begging people for tracks and you know we're, we're hoping to do something different with like the sequel and get it released on a label so there's like royalties you know get like a digital uh and a vinyl and a cd release because i think the first soundtrack was only released on on vinyl but like hoping to like do it maybe with a metal label so there's like um you know there's um a, a system for like people getting like royalties and, and everything it's um that that part's always like so it's it, the, the whole music licensing thing is such a clusterfuck like and there was mm -hmm. 
a lot of bands that were like, you know, we 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 want would love to have a track on your movie, but we don't own the rights. You know, it's with like, you know, um, you know, the label owns our music, and and we literally can't. So it's um, yeah, there's all these separate things. I'm I'm sorting out licenses for a bigger film at the moment, and in the like, um, I won't say what band it is, but the like, the the sync rights are like, um, I think literally half a million to like three quarters of a million dollars and i'm like yeah. holy shit like it's um and and i'm like it's such so different from deathgasm where i'm like you know it's it's a, it's more of a it's um yeah it's a heavy metal musical but like it's uh i'm not sure i should announce it now actually um anyway but yeah. like it's, it's such a different world because like you know and i love i love those legacy bands you know um but it's just kind of like it's just crazy amounts of 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 money and um and also i just i i get like a migraine when i'm dealing with like lawyers and contracts and stuff that's i, I i'm like sort of easier to like get someone else to like sort that side out for me yeah and it's um it's cool to hear you talk about this stuff too because like a lot of people like watch a film and that's uh like a consumer doesn't even think of all these layers of how it gets made and even like maybe they'd be like oh why wasn't this band on here and stuff like that it's uh it's such a big deal and it's almost like hard as i don't know personally as like i feel like a more creative brain type of person to kind of handle with those business situations too it's like the last thing i want to put my energy in and it's it's, it's when it turns the fun into like actual yeah. like real hard work and everything yeah and i think a lot of band people like sort of like um don't like doing that as well they they leave it up to like you know uh managers and labels and stuff which is totally understandable you know it's um but um yeah i mean we're we're, we're still like um yeah, I mean, I think we're going to assemble a really good soundtrack. I, li I like writing in, like, inspirational songs on scripts, which, like, producers hate because they're like, they like they just see dollar signs. And I'm like, I love giving someone who's reading a script the vibe of, like, when I'm reading a script and it's got, like, songs written in it, I I, I chuck them on, um, you know, I, I, I listen to them while I'm reading and I really get the vibe for whether, you know, you know what, what's happening with the script. And it all changes in the edit room, but... Um, mm -hmm yeah like uh, you know and, and um yeah I, I, that's that's the fun part the, the most fun part of making the first film was like dealing with all the music side even though it was um yeah it was it was kind of crazy i was trying to get an enslaved song uh for the scene where they like um a slow motion dildo fight and um <laughs> i was like i've been calling like uh scandinavia um at like 4 a.m in the morning from my hotel and <laughs> you know uh hundreds of dollars in like uh phone fees and it was it was yeah but i i sort of got obsessed with like this one track and um but um yeah i mean it, it's uh yeah I, th I think like that that's it's it's gonna be fun doing that and also just like having you know we've been have had so much support from bands like seeing us t-shirts like middle break middle blade records sent us a big like a huge box of just like t-shirts to use and posters oh, to use um and and they, they were just so cool just like um yeah just and it just it just helps so much because like uh, when you're dealing with like a budget you know a low budget film um it, it just every little thing anywhere you can save a few cents is, is so important yeah even with the cast uh like the main characters wearing different metal shirts too. Like uh, I didn't know that layer where they sent you the shirts and that's got to be a blessing. You don't have to worry about like clearing the logo. Like I know this was like a Trivium shirt and stuff like that. And just that's, that's super cool. That's uh yeah, that I didn't have that I mean, backing. I was, 
Yeah, I was so naive. And it's like uh, you get into some crazy conversations with like licensing. You know, we had a Rambo poster in Guns Akimbo and we wanted to like um, have bro- uh, uh, Miles. Uh, Miles? I'm getting all confused. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe's character actually shooting them. And they're like, you're allowed to shoot the poster, but you're not allowed to shoot the image of Sylvester Stallone. So the bullet has to go like, you know, away from him. Like, well, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, that misses but, the point of the joke type of thing, you know? Yeah. But it, it, they, they were going to charge us a lot more money to be able to shoot Sly um, in, <laughs> in the poster. Maybe, maybe he just, he just feels uncomfortable with it. So fair enough. But uh yeah. yeah, I mean, it just gives it gives it so much more. Like you know, it, it gives the world so much more life. Being able to put lots of posters up, um, you know, uh, stickers, patches. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely like a love letter to heavy metal. And I think it's cool. Like even um, with the Kickstarter, to you guys uh, giving uh, incentives to donors and stuff. Do you want to like kind of explain the Kickstarter for people listening? Or- Damn, I'll try. I'm, I'm, um, like uh, a lot of it's been set up by um uh, our amazing producer um uh, Andrew Hunt at uh, at Raven Banner, who's just just been like just going hard. And it's it's so great to have Raven Banner behind it because like you know they they mocked up like you know a lot of the rewards, but they're a distribution com- company that like we you know people people know that they can come through with that they produce awesome uh physical like releases and and um amazing like you know from t-shirts and they did like an awesome deathgasm one release with like this this really cool art from um riddick um who's like designed for like slipknot and um uh um i think cannibal corpse as well and so it's like really cool to have those guys like on board and and you know like everything that people see that you know we can we can get we can come through of it you know we can it's we're not just like putting stuff out there into the world but yeah i mean we're, we're um we're basically just like we've got a lot of rewards there's um I, I should actually have the page up to actually remember them but like um yeah i mean it's it's um it goes from like you know like digital releases like there's a i think the the bottom reward is like a thank you credit in the film um and then there's like there's like packages of like t-shirts dvds um which i'm not sure if they're all like uh, yeah i mean if anything wants any, anything like signed by me or defaced i'll, I'll um <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll be down for that um <laughs> it always feels weird like signing stuff but um yeah and then there's like there's some more fun um ones as well like there's um one where uh one of the rewards is like we will you know kill you on screen like you'll have an on-screen death so amazing um, uh yeah and that's a lot of people's dream like you know to be in a movie and just get killed (laughs) i i think i think that's awesome like um i if if i was uh i mean i might buy one of those myself and like kill myself off on film (laughs) um uh we've got like you know um some of the props and and wardrobe from the film um uh your name graffitied in the movie yeah um so so that's a cool thing to do like because that also you know it's one of those like little easter eggs you know that that's quite easy to like um have in the background like a you know spray painted um i think oh your picture shot in the movie um so anyone that gets that reward like you've got to realize that we might make fun of you (laughs) yeah yeah um and your name said in the movie. I mean, it's just it's just cool stuff, and like and so cool. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, I'm I'm always down for that. Like, um, I remember like when I was a kid, I saw it. I, I had the '70s magazine that was 
um, came out after the first Star Wars before Empire, and they had a competition that uh, a kid could like the winner of the competition got to design a droid for Empire Strikes Back. And I've, I, I've always wanted to like research on like what droid that was, or if they actually came through with it, or they just like gypped some poor kid like designed a droid and got like you know like um screwed yeah, over, george lucas like... is like this droid sucks and <laughs> yeah. throws it in the garbage yeah. <laughs> yeah like i mean but you know if that did happen like uh because the competition was way this is in the 80s i read it but i'm like man that's amazing imagine if some kid got to do it you know that's you know they could tell their grandkids like uh this this droid is in in you know empire strikes back so it's uh yeah, I always thought that was like kind of a cool thing. So it breaks down the wall between the audience and the filmmakers, and um, mm. and and yeah, I mean we're 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 just all like fanboys as well. So we we you know we're, we're totally into that stuff. Yeah, I love it too, and like just especially like for a fan to be able to not only contribute but have a little moment that they can look back on forever type of thing. And and uh, yeah, I think it's it's such a cool way to just. Uh, like uh, bring something like metal that already feels communal to make it a little extra communal like that. It's like, we're making this together guys type of thing. Exactly. And it's like, I, I sort of also see it as like, you know, there's like the rewards and, and everything, but it's almost like everyone that's involved is like a producer in some way. They're like, it's that they are, you know, uh, th- they're a part of the crew. They're a part of the, you know, if we can get like the movie made, they're a part of that legacy. And, you know, it's, um, yeah i mean the, the great thing about the first movie it it's it had like a you know a, a fan reaction that i didn't really expect and it, it, it's almost like i i haven't seen the film for like since 2015 myself you know because i saw it a million times and you know it almost belongs to other people now like we had we have like like there's pockets little communities there's one community where they like um shipping uh zach and brody and like having this like homoerotic art with where they, they all sh- and, 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 and like stories and stuff and I, I mean i just love it because it's like they've taken something i did and made it their own and it's like you know um it's like man it's it's just like i never like expected that it would have that effect on people but it, it sort of gives you know it, it's you know that they, they love like writing these stories and drawing this art and i'm, I'm totally down for it it's like oh i almost wonder if i i missed like a, a an obvious like that would have been like a better twist i don't know <laughs> yeah. um but it's like yeah it's 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 so cool you know like people post like tattoos and it's like jesus um you know that's that's um amazing and it's just i, th- I think the best thing is like i you know um i get messages you know people like i was having a shit day i was feeling depressed and i watched your movie and it cheered me up and that's such a you know of i i really admire people that do real stuff in the world like not making movies like you know people would that like therapists or doctors or or you know firefighters and you know that can actually make a change in someone's life and you know um i i just make stupid movies but you know it's it it is cool to know that like some people got that out of it and and Mm -hmm. you know i movies are my comfort food like when i'm down I'm, i'm watching like you know mainly like 80s stuff like i can always pop on like reanimator or texas chance of massacre or um uh, uh return of the living dead and and instantly my mood changes it's like affects the chemicals in my brain somehow so it's um it is really like yeah it's, it's cool that people can get that out of it 
Yeah, definitely like such a powerful art form, like you said, too. And like, sometimes it's just even if you got like a lot of bullshit going on in your life, you can turn on like a movie or play some music or play a video game. And it, it's that's that's the power of art, too. And it's it's awesome to kind of hear that how much feedback you get from Deathgasm, because even yesterday, as I revisited, too, I was kind of having a feeling of angst in my chest. Of got a lot of going on this week and I just turned it on and like for an hour and a half it was just like i'm just laughing and smiling you know it's uh it's so dope and um yeah i'm excited that you're making a sequel to this because obviously like it was just a fun ride and let's keep it going you know yeah <laughs> totally awesome. i mean it's um i tried to articulate that like when brody's trying to explain to medina on the park bench like the appeal of metal because i don't think a lot of people understand it is like <laughs> you're feeling shit and you listen to it to a song where someone else is like angry and it's like that should make you angrier but instead it makes you like it makes you feel oh someone else is going through some shit and you know it's not just me i'm not alone and it's it gives you a sense of like you know belonging and um and that your emotions aren't um you know something that you're just feeling and it's that's always what metal's been for me and and why you know i i refuse to even in my 40s refuse to grow up um um you know because it's it's sort of like something that's you know that's um my tribe that's my that's you know i think you're at you know growing up in new zealand like i um you know i don't know what else i you know where else i belong but i when when i got into horror and metal it felt like I belonged somewhere and it's um and, and yeah it's um and it's extra cool these days with the internet where those communities can really interact more because like back in the day it was just like Fangoria you know that, that was it was there wasn't really many places they could meet like-minded people yeah it's such a beautiful thing and uh yeah and I kind of like when I was talking to Alex of Cannibal Corpse the other week too, uh, I was even just thinking this guy's like such a kind and gentle soul. And I said to the publicist, um, the heavier mu the music you know, of the people you send me, the kinder the person. <laughs> and again, it's like that outlet they have. And uh, today I did another interview around, uh, I talked to this lady, she does a, she's a voice actress and she does this character for the latest Street Fighter game. And the oh, wow. character is an absolute crazy bitch. But then I'm talking to this lady and just the kindest soul but it's like that people like it whether it's metal or like an actor doing something nutty it's like that's kind of like a such a healthy release and therapy type of thing to just i don't know for your life i think uh i think you really get it um at, when i go to middle festivals as opposed to when you go to a festival which has like you know um you know other other bands you know like electro bands or indie bands or pop bands like the the mood there is like you know people were in this pit and someone you know someone smaller gets knocked down everyone just like goes up and pulls them back up mm -hmm. whereas like yeah. you know I, I you go to like i've been to festivals where people are just drunk and causing fights and just like just acting shitty towards one another but whenever i'm at a metal festival i i've, I've never had any issues with people you know it's um uh uh, um oh, apart from uh, uh, the crowd killing thing at hardcore shows i i, I hate that that's bullshit i got yeah, like I um yeah. like sucker like punched in the back of the head at this like hardcore show i'm like that's that's not like what mosh the mosh pit's for the mosh pit isn't for like victimizing people it's for like getting your anger out in this like communal way and like you know picking each other up like mm -hmm. and, and yeah. having fun not not hurting other people and i think that's um yeah 
yeah for sure i actually got my doctor told me not to mosh anymore i um oh no no i i did a calf tear when i was in la at a melbourne's um gig and um it was the day before i was going back to new zealand and i didn't want to go through the american healthcare system so i like limped back to the airport with my leg like just stuffed and my doctor's like i did um in new zealand you have to apply for like acc which is like the um government like subsidized healthcare and they're like you have to write what you did on the form it's like uh i was moshing <laughs> my yeah. like, what what is moshing what's just, a mosh <laughs> i explained to her and she's like yeah you shouldn't do that anymore you're too old <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, well multiple times i said i came into mosh pit retirement but uh yeah it's, it's i keep going back in you know man it's just sometimes the vibe is just in the air and uh you, it's almost like you it can't escape you when it's part of you yeah. type of thing. <laughs> it's it's just it's one of those things that I, I I always get in there. It's uh I I don't just don't have the stamina anymore. I need to like go get a drink of water after like five minutes. I'm just like <laughs> yeah, just too too old and 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 uh, <laughs> and feeble. But yeah, I mean I I, I love it. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I totally relate. And uh, man, I just want to say it's it's cool to pick your brain on the sequel. Like, I absolutely uh, love the first one and exciting to hear all these like little details and and especially around the Kickstarter. Um, we're going to continue to share it and hopefully p- other passionate people about the film can jump on that and support and even maybe get in the movie. That's so awesome. But uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for your time today. And uh, like I mentioned, we'll continue to share and hopefully uh when it's released, we can have another conversation again about it. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. Thanks again to Jason for this amazing chat about deathgasm and heavy metal culture. I selfishly had so much fun in this, and I hope you had as much fun listening to it. Like we mentioned, Deathgasm 2 has a Kickstarter page right now. You can check that out and all of its incentives in the description link of wherever you found the show. May it be YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, any major listening app, our website, thecreativeandbalance.com. I think it's so cool. Not only a way of funding to make the film extra special, but to bring in the fans. Chop their fucking heads off, you know? <laughs> it's so fun. And uh, yeah, just the communal aspect, uh, like we talked about. That's what heavy metal is all about. And speaking of communal things, I can't leave without thanking all you wonderful people who have joined their Patreon page. And first up, we gotta thank my boy Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into gadgets, technology, electronics, how they work, and how to fix them, check out the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. Also, the lovely Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd, Beyond Top 10 Nerd. She has her own personal channel as well that celebrates comic books, video games, and all things nerdy. Another shout out to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legendary Devin McBride, Ryan frickin' Campbell, my favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want to shout out at the end of every episode and also get all of these episodes early, raw, and uncut, you can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and beyond having my thanks you can go to bed at night sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw uncut independent media and nobody can take that away from you you hear me 
All right. <laughs> this has been a fun one. Got a lot of episodes for you. Holy shit. I'm going to be living on my computer editing all these, but I'm also so happy. One of these is like a dream talk of mine, and um, around that, it's just a bunch of cool shit. We're blessed to be so active. And having so many great PR people sending me some really, really cool things that I get to share with all of you. So once again, I hope you enjoyed this one, and we will catch you next time. Jeff!